Okay. We're back in New Orleans, everyone. Say hi to Am. Hi. Hope everyone's surviving. There was a really big moon this week. A lot of shit came to the surface. I hope everyone's doing okay. Here's some calming frequencies through the microphones. I don't want to brag, but our experience of the supermoon was pretty optimal. Mm-hmm. We got to see it on the rooftop in Boston. We were there yeah. for a few days, and shout out to Boston for being awesome. Oh, yeah. It was so awesome. We had, mm-hmm. I mean, really, you basic witches really showed up for us, and that was yeah. pretty optimal. We had like a full pack two days of healing sessions we had two amazing events one with b-tone fitness and one uh with just you guys the people who listen to this podcast and both were i mean i felt like i was healing through those events so i really am so appreciative that you guys showed up for me yeah. bottom line on that one <laughs> <laughs> like it's all about me <laughs> this is raw talk with sheena so everyone else can go suck it <laughs> i really appreciate it also boston for you not dropping below 50 degrees while yes. we were there thank you we were very thankful for that and we do have to give a huge thank you to our spa sponsor balance Mm-hmm. It was a really, really, really beautiful space that we were able to utilize while doing healing sessions. And it, it, while it was so relaxing, it was also so charging for me because I wanted to look and play with every single thing that they had in there. Yeah. When someone do- does something well, like an organic spa, that to me is like, it's so stimulating because I'm like, holy shit, this is what I want my house to look like. This is what mm-hmm. I want my house to feel like. Mm-hmm. She had air fresheners in every single room made with essential oils and water. Yeah. Like simple things like that. But when you own a business, you recognize every single one of those details takes so much time mm-hmm. and so it's much of conscious. an investment yeah. that you have to have, it has to be so passion driven that that is the experience of mm-hmm. of the consumer in that space you take your shoes off before you go to the spa she has an amazing float tank it feels so clean and all of what is used in that entire space is is super natural and like they're cleaning the windows with vinegar and i'm like yes god yeah. why do we not all do this yeah it's awesome and i floated in the float tank it was so cool you had salt all over your face afterwards like embedded in your eyelashes and your eyebrows and then we went out to of course an italian restaurant afterwards (laughs) but you attracted people still to you (laughs) surprisingly (laughs) i looked like like you know those costumes where people like put implants on top of their eyebrows and they like then put like like, the white stuff encrusted within like sparkles like glitter that was me at dinner at like the nicest italian restaurant in boston yeah god that was so good but um one more i do i want to give an experience of what it's like to be in a float tank because actually a lot of people are very interested and they think it's a very new age sort of thing but basically it was created because people began noticing in very old bodies of water that had a lot of salt that a lot of healing took place in those bodies of water and for what reason was that the salt incorporates detoxification and also um, heals and is antimicrobial for your skin I mean it's the reason why you tell everyone to take Epsom salt baths 
And consume salt. Yeah. Yeah. It's so, mm-hmm. so the float tank is a salt bath, but it's also sea salt. Sorry. Not table salt. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> you have, you had to clarify. Clarify that. Yeah. Because someone might like pour table salt in their bath. <laughs> yeah. Or <laughs> I would try to that. float in table salt. <laughs> <laughs> like, don't do that, please. <laughs> Hashtag minerals needed. Yeah. <laughs> Another thing that makes float tanks so amazing is that they generally block out sound and also anything visual. So most of the time you're in a dark space and you can't hear anything. So you'll either wear um, earplugs or, um, yeah, or there just won't be, it'll be like a soundproof wall barrier. And Marie's was so awesome at balance because... I don't want to say it was created by a woman, so it was more beautiful, but <laughs> it was created by a woman and it was a little bit more beautiful of an experience <laughs> than other float tanks that I've been in because mm-hmm. it felt very spa-like and also open. Oftentimes float tanks will be in a little cocoon. This one still felt very open, um, but the entire bathroom was closed in with glass so that you could still feel that there's a lot of a lot of space around you and the air circulated really beautifully the temperature was perfect and so the experience of a float tank is not just a physical detoxification through the nature of floating in very dense salt water but also being in an almost a forced meditative state where you can you have no stimulus, nothing. It feels like you're touching nothing. It feels like you're hearing nothing and you're obviously not seeing anything. Mm-hmm. So it's a, it's a forced meditation in some ways. That's awesome. I liked it. It's good. It was good for me. Yeah, it was good for you. You like really, really, really needed that. Yeah, I did. Mm-hmm. It was after two full days of healing sessions and it was pretty needed. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to be warm because it was getting a little colder. So we do want to send out a big thank you to Marie and Balance Spa for hosting us. It was great. Thank you. What else did you like about Boston? Newberry Street. I loved Libertic. <laughs> yeah, that was so good. <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Which for people who don't live there is. Yeah. Okay. So that, this is like a chocolate hut. not a pizza hut a chocolate hut it's like well it's called Libertic but it's located off of Newbury Street is Mm -hmm. it the corner of Newbury and um, something else I can't remember the street name but it was if you type in 109 Newbury it's in that building 109 108 area yeah yeah Yeah, so um, the most optimal hot chocolate (laughs) you could ever I don't like hot chocolate because it hurts my stomach. Mm-hmm. And so that's why I didn't order any. And then <laughs> when I just got the steamed milk and honey, like mm-hmm. <laughs> like a little child, kid's temp. And, and I was like, give me like a, like a an extra big. Not really, though. I got a small one. You got a small one. But it was mixed milk chocolate and dark chocolate. And it was kid's temp. <laughs> and it was the most optimal thing I've ever experienced in my entire life. I wanted to float in that tank. Like, yeah. I wanted to create a float tank of yeah. that chocolate. Mm-hmm. It Where is, you can literally lick it off of your skin. Yeah, it is yep. the most phenomenal hot chocolate I've ever tasted in my entire existence of the universe. I think there is nothing better than that hot chocolate. Yeah. 
in, yeah. in life. I was so stimulated by endorphins. I was like, this has got <laughs> to be better than sex. <laughs> like this is definitely like I was in ecstasy. <laughs> I was like having a food O, like a food gasm. That was worth a food O. That, oh my gosh. That was the like definition of a food O. Yeah. I was like, okay, I can barely breathe. This is like, I, it's kind of getting embarrassing if I continue <laughs> to talk about it because I'm like, really, I was getting kind of hot and bothered by that hot chocolate. <laughs> so that was your, I mean, I understand, but that was your favorite part. <laughs> Looking <Boston>. back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it stimulated a lot for me. Yeah. Um, Jody Beaton, thank you for that yes. suggestion. Yeah. Um, that was, I was like, there's no way that this is going to be like that great. But it was. It exceeded my expectations. You get an A plus Libertic. Thank you. Yeah. Um, but yeah, other than that, Newberry Street is really cute. Um, we got bl- hair blowouts at Dry mm-hmm. Bar. Yeah. That was awesome. And um, yeah, and it was fun. It was a good, a good experience. I'm, I am very thankful that it did not drop below like 40. <laughs> yeah, ever. Well, 30. It was like it was like 37 one night. And that was pretty frigid. But other than that, it was really good. I, I like how it's like the area is like walkable. Mm-hmm. And but you still feel like you're in, in a big city, but like an old city. There's still like. Uh, this cultural feeling about it that has like a lot of history. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's it's a really great city. The architecture is interesting. Mm-hmm. It's it has a lot of mixes of like old and new, and it's a really beautiful city. I I loved the the trees, the park mm-hmm. is really 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 pretty. Yeah, I liked it. Boston, you're awesome. You showed up. Yes. You did. So a couple of other things that we did in Boston were that we drove to the Natural Healing Expo and we saw Nick Ortner speak and also Gabrielle Bernstein speak. And both were pretty significant for me. I had had experiences with tapping in the past. I have been to Gabrielle Bernstein's Spirit Junkie Masterclass where she taught tapping as a healing tool and I have also been selling the book The Tapping Solution for a while at my store at Raw Republic so and I'd had I think a tapping specialist come and do a tapping event one day too at Raw Republic and it's so interesting because I had been tapping (laughs) like (laughs) we're gonna have to do a video of this because we're it's it does sound odd but tapping just to give a very general description is just you tapping on meridian points on your body while repeating statements that are either triggering or um, reminding you of a past trauma or a person that you're having difficulty dealing with and you're in the in the process of tapping on meridian points and bringing up that situation to a very high intensity you are while tapping, training your amygdala to approach that situation with more of a without a fight or flight response. So you're saying that it's safe to experience that experience so that when that trigger comes up again, it's not as triggering, hopefully. So I have been tapping and I've had many experiences with tapping for many, many years. And like I said, Gabby was teaching tapping in the Spirit Junkie Masterclass. And um, so it's not, it wasn't new to me, but 
through when Gabby was speaking and she was tapping actually with an audience member, she was bringing up an issue for the audience member that that person had asked a question about. And we were tapping on it. And even though I was tapping on someone else's issue, it still was a very triggering issue for me. And I had an amazing release and was bawling, crying, and it felt so good. And it was it was so good for me because oftentimes, like I like we talk about all the time on the podcast, we're always saying like, okay, you know, when you want to go to that next level of vibration or that next level of frequency or that next level of operating, all you have to do is connect to that next level of vibration. Mm-hmm. You don't have to connect with your past. And so we, we recite that and we say that in many different ways on this podcast. And while that's true, I think that it's important to also reflect on the parts of your life that continue to come up and trigger you so that you can deal with them. And I mean, like tapping is a very practical and biological human way of dealing with past memories, but it it releases and it heals so quickly that it can't be denied that A, it's a useful tool and B, there's still shit that needs to be dealt with, even if you know and can connect with that next level of vibration, you still sometimes have to look at in a very deep way. So either through tapping or, you know, with a with a practitioner that can get you to that space, that deep, deep center of what you're dealing with to actually move through it. Mm-hmm. Did you like tapping? Yeah, I did. I usually don't like to bring up past experiences because like we've talked about it only matters like where you want to go but there is a practical use for going back to certain things that you need to shift through and recognizing ah those are my patterns that I want to shift and then and then going from there and realizing that you can like you don't have to stay in it Mm -hmm. and you can use tapping to to transcend whatever those or transpire, whichever. Or, tra- or transpire. You know, whichever one you want to do. Yeah, whatever you feel like <laughs> for that day. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I think it's very useful for for transcending the issues that you have that uh, might be a trigger for you. And it, sometimes it's not enough to just be like, okay, well, I'm going to go reach this frequency because that's like it doesn't matter where I've been this is where I want to go but if it's still a trigger for you it's going to keep popping up until you actually deal with it so mm-hmm. the tapping solution is a very practical and quick way to use um, something something biological to to shift out of something that's energetic going on with you yeah mm-hmm. I thought it was really interesting because for me I oftentimes <laughs> I tell my boyfriend this all the time. I'm like, well, I don't really need to talk to anyone. Like, I don't have anything going on, I'm pretty sure. And then I will, I'll be in the midst of tapping on someone else's problem and like, oh, right, okay, lots of shit is there. And the cool thing about tapping is that you don't have to know specifically what you need to tap on. When you start tapping with a statement, some other experiences and situations will pop up in in the form of memories or visions or whatever. So I'll give you guys a little example of what it's like to tap just so that you kind of are 
more connected to what I'm saying. So when you're tapping on something, you are generally dealing with the issue at hand. The first thing that comes to mind that you need to deal with is oftentimes the issue that will be available for release or something that will guide you to a deeper situation that needs to be released. So you bring that situation or that person or that experience to mind and you really want to connect with the most intense experience of that emotion person it can it can even be like a physical ailment and so what you'll do is you will recite this statement even though I am dealing with anxiety for example even though I'm dealing with anxiety and you're doing this while you're tapping on these meridian points, I deeply and completely accept myself. Even though I'm so anxious, I deeply and completely accept myself. And you'll go deeper and deeper into, even though I'm so anxious at work, even though I'm so anxious around my family, even though my family makes me feel not good enough, even though this situation at work is making me feel insecure and judged all these things you'll bring up more specific things and working with a coach is sometimes helpful but reading the book you would 100% be able to figure out how to tap on your own but that's kind of what the process looks like while going through the whole um, tapping protocol on the body which if you're in public looks a little strange but you there is a safe spot on your hand where you can tap that actually would cover everything and mine is like totally bruised mm-hmm. from tapping in Boston. <laughs> yeah, you tapped that right. <laughs> that You tapped that pretty hard. <laughs> so yeah, look it up. It's cool. Emotional freedom technique. It's really amazing. You can use it for anything. And um, Nick Ortner is a really cute guy and he has a lot of YouTube videos for you to look into it further. But And then I always love seeing the little angel of light, Gabby. She has a new book out, which... I haven't read yet, but I heard is really amazing. It's called The Universe Has Your Back. So a lot of people ask us for book suggestions. This is would this would be a great one for spirituality and connecting with yourself and trusting the universe, obviously. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you haven't read it either. No, but I was thinking about getting it on Audible. Like an audiobook. What's Audible? It's like a thing that... You can like download books and Gabby, it's actually in Gabby's voice. She actually reads it to you. So um, (laughs) yeah, if you want like her energy behind it and entering your, your ear holes, (laughs) you can. Wait, I love that. Yeah. I was thinking about getting it on Audible so then I can listen to it on my morning walks and runs. Do you purchase the book via Amazon and then it plays? It's free on on Audible. Audible. Yeah. You purchase Audible and it's free on Audible. That's awesome. Yeah. I love that. But you get a 30-day um, free trial of Audible. So if you can get through it within 30 days, mm-hmm. it's pretty much full free. That's awesome. Yeah. And how much is Audible after that? I have, I have no idea. I don't You're, work for Audible. You're not there yet? <laughs> but you have, have it. I don't have Audible. Oh, you don't? Mm-mm. You're going to get Audible for this. For for the Gabby's Bird cool. book. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Because I don't, I don't really have time to read. Actually... It's just not a priority of mine to like physically read it. And for some reason, intuitively, I would like her voice frequencies to hit my ear holes. My ear holes. Yep. Yeah. We'll leave that one right there. (laughs) Yeah. So there's that. That's all you need to know. (laughs) That's a good suggestion, though. I want to hear. I I love listening to things in the car Mm -hmm. when I drive. So 
That's cool. Mm-hmm. I'll do that too. Okay. I'll let you do it. <laughs> <laughs> so today is the third anniversary of Raw Republic. Yay! And Am just told me it's also the third anniversary of her business next week, which is so funny. But um, I know we didn't know each other. We didn't. No. Similar paths. Yeah. So November 16th, 2013. So much has freaking happened and changed. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I'm so grateful for my partner, Evan, and everything that we've been through. We also have a partner in New York. His name's Paul. I'm so grateful for everyone that's been brought into my path through the experience of owning Raw Republic. We wouldn't be friends without Raw Republic, most likely. Yeah, we wouldn't. We wouldn't have had a place Mm-mm. to to sit and like meet or a reason, you know. It's yeah. called in a lot, a lot of experiences and and things for me, and so I express a lot of gratitude for having my first baby and seeing it transform, and it transformed me, and it for me has just been one of those experiences, like a relationship that has, I guess, just been. Um, a stable ground for things and people and emotions and experiences to come in that have completely changed my life and my perspective on so many things. Every single customer who has come in has left an impact in some way on me and has, I mean, it's just been so crazy. Like looking back, I, I oftentimes don't spend time reflecting back on what has come through in different scenarios in my life and I think I want to spend time doing that tonight because it really is such a significant thing that I've been doing it for three years Mm -hmm. happy anniversary to me yeah (laughs) it's cute you should go get a Libertic hot chocolate (laughs) I I got one we'll we'll call it celebratory I know seriously Um, but yeah, so Evan and I were we're gonna spend time together on Friday celebrating, but um, that'll be fun. I know I don't have I don't know that I've really like described Evan to people, but Evan is my partner in life and in business, and he's such an amazing and interesting and beautiful individual, and I'm so grateful for his existence in my life. He continues to teach me something every single day, and is definitely been one of the defining factors in creating a space for me to grow and I'm so grateful for that but um so Evan and I run Raw Republic together and then we also kind of do things on the side and so Evan is an actor on the side he goes to acting classes and he participates in a lot of the film industry happening in New Orleans and so this is what I didn't tell you yesterday because Mm -hmm. it was so crazy I okay. couldn't even believe it. What so like happened? usually Evan is is on like big film sets and like he'll do extra work or he'll do PA work or whatever like whatever comes up he's just there or he's auditioning for like mm-hmm. films usually. But um he was called 2 days ago to show up for this um show that was filming in New Orleans mm-hmm. and it was only filming here for one day and he was like booked on the spot to be the main person reenacting this experience. So Mm -hmm. the show goes to different locations all over the world 
to measure ghost frequencies Mm -hmm. in hospitals, homes, schools, prisons. Mm -hmm. And there was, there is this story and this presence in this home in New Orleans. And so Evan's role as the actor was to reenact the person. Right through you know the crime you guys have seen shows like that where Mm -hmm. like they reenact the crime scene or they reenact the scene and like there's a host and then they're showing you in real time the house and Mm -hmm. and the ghosts and things like that so the person that evan was playing his name was zach owen and his girlfriend's name was Addie. so zach had been in iraq and also he'd also gone i think to i want to say kosovo before that and so he'd done like two major journeys in the army Mm -hmm. what do you call it what's the appropriate term he'd been deployed twice i know what you're talking about i can't deployments actions activities (laughs) two very very intense deployments Mm -hmm. overseas okay so he comes back with post-traumatic stress disorder obviously and because he was also a lieutenant, so he was in charge of a lot of activity mm-hmm. overseas and most likely should not have been deployed a second time, but mm-hmm. was. And so he and his girlfriend were living in New Orleans. And when Hurricane Katrina came, they were here as well. And following Hurricane Katrina, they moved to this house and they were there for four days. Mm-hmm. Okay. So this house had actually been known to be haunted in a sense. People mm-hmm. who had lived there in 2003 and 2004 had similar experiences of just like the negative, a negative experience of energy. So this couple moves in. And four days later, actually, I'm going to say 10 days later, Zach is found. He jumped off a hotel roof downtown an 18-story hotel jumped off the roof and when they found him he had a suicide note in his pocket that depicted everything that he did to his girlfriend six days prior this is before they moved in the house no they moved in the house they were there for four days okay and then he killed himself and then he killed his girlfriend and then six days later he jumped off a hotel got it roof okay Mm -hmm. So total occupancy was about 10 days in this mm-hmm. in this house. So <clears throat> the way that he murdered his girlfriend. Do I want to hear this? No, you really don't. I'm like very sensitive to, to this stuff. Yeah. So am I. Okay. I'll put frequencies in myself. <laughs> Hang on. Just give me a second. Protecting guard. Yeah. Yeah. Should I tap? <laughs> you should probably tap through this whole experience. It's like the the most outstanding depiction of crazy okay that i've ever witnessed i've ever heard about in my entire life i thought they already taught discussed this whole situation on like what's one of those shows i'm sure that they have but i think i've seen this or like heard of this story do you know what he does to his girlfriend thought so i don't know i'll tell you if i remember and remember it was like heinous okay so he choked her first okay and that's i believe how he killed her and he wrote all this in her journal and Mm -hmm. in his suicide note Mm -hmm. he 
began writing in her journal, by the way, all of what he was doing to her body mm-hmm. for some reason. And so he choked her first. That's how he killed her. He then chopped off her head, put her head in boiling water, and then chopped off all of her limbs, but kept her torso intact. He put her limbs on the stove in boiling water as well. And then her, actually her, yeah, her arms on the stove and then her legs in the oven and seasoned Okay, this is sick. I can't listen to this anymore. He didn't eat it. Okay, just continue with the story because just skip to the part where I need to hear it. Well, I mean, it's just describing everything. Okay. Okay. And so obviously this is like heinous and Mm -hmm. crazy, but I mean, this is, this happened. It's like very clearly everything was insane. Everything was, was calculated. Um, I'm sorry. Everything was, um, written down and journaled documented by him and also cameras on bourbon street so they knew like wh- which days he was like going out and drinking yeah and i have like seen that. this i've seen a, this story before yeah yeah so that that's basically the overview of the story and i wanted us to talk about it because i went to the house today so evan and i went back to the set just to bring the people the, the set real mem- house yeah we went to the to the house where they filmed they filmed at the real house the yes. real location yes yes evan was in the bathtub this is downtown correct is in the french quarter french quarter mm-hmm. yeah yeah i remember this and we we brought them juices the the set members we were bringing mm-hmm. them juices and just Evan wanted to show me the house because it was so significant that he had to do that. Mm-hmm. He had to be in this house. I couldn't even go inside the yeah. house. Could not. I was like mm-hmm. standing outside. Mm-hmm. And I was asking a lot of the crew members what they've experienced in all these haunted places mm-hmm. and things like that. And obviously what you would expect, you know, like things moving, the paranormal experiences of uh, things moving themselves and slamming doors and um but what they described at this house was just that it wasn't like they knew a being was there, mm-hmm. like a ghost was there, mm-hmm. but they felt a lot of negative energy, obviously. Mm-hmm. And so my brain is like just trying to conceptualize this and and really understand what it's like for that to actually be reality because you and I work with energy all the time and we are constantly protecting ourselves but but consciously not very much we're really just we're very simply just saying you know like only positive is is to work through us only um, the healing and the highest support team is able to connect with us for this person's highest healing all these things and so I'm just I just wonder like what it takes to be affected by energies like that. And then also if it's not an entire being, if it's not something that once was human, what is it? And why would it choose to exist in a physical space like that? So on some level you have to agree to you have to be open to it so on whether it's your higher self or you on some level you have to be open to it and agree to um that energy affecting you so you being in the state that you're in 
you knew I'm not even going to go in that house. Mm-hmm. Be- like, y- because it's not aligned with the life that you're supposed to live. So me or you or, you know, other people might instantly ha- feel that house and say, there's no way I'm going in there. Mm-hmm. Or they they just would never be drawn to it in the first place. Some people, if it's in alignment with them and that's supposed to be their experience in this life, they're going to be pulled into it. And a lot of people um, might have experiences that are similar to that and be pulled into a house, but then they recognize it and then they leave or they, you know sage something mm-hmm. or you know they'll they'll do things with it to to get those beings or entities out of there but you have to be open to it on some level and you know some people are fascinated by it like Stasi would probably love it <laughs> mm-hmm. she's always talked about haunted houses yeah, no, she loves haunted houses right and it is fascinating mm-hmm. i you know, had it, I don't know. I don't know. I really couldn't go in because they were still recording and they mm-hmm. were also doing a ceremony, which I thought was amazing. They brought in someone to try to bring whatever was in there to the light. Yeah. Which was amazing because I'm sure that a lot of other people who document this story probably are not trying to bring an intention of light and mm-hmm. love to to those because they, they can't see. Mm-hmm that those beings deserve it most likely but um so i thought that it was interesting that it seems that those energies were present before that couple moved there and Mm -hmm. that those energies in some way and or entities in some way influenced what transpired yeah you did it (laughs) (laughs) yeah definitely that happens all the time how crazy yeah, I mean, there there's just a lot that I could say about this, but they have all that kind of stuff on like those that show called the Dead Files and and different things like that. It it, it definitely exists. All those things exist. You just have to be open to it on some level to be affected by it, or you know, I mean. So you think? Yeah. I mean, I mean, oh God, who knows? I guess you're right. I guess you're right that that person's highest self knew that this this lifetime and this journey for him was not going to end well. And that was just the way. And you have free will. Like if you obviously to get to that level before then things you probably wouldn't have felt right you know like (laughs) he probably could have been depressed or you know already in a lower vibrational Mm -hmm. state of some sort and being drawn into that Mm -hmm. you know with so little awareness how do you choose different you know i guess i guess you maybe he cognizantly chose it you don't you don't know what people go through and you don't know if he might have had a traumatic childhood and you know that puts him in an altered state to not make wonderful decisions to begin Mm -hmm. with you know there are so many different aspects that could go into that for why this would happen Mm -hmm. but you know that's everything that's everything it's you could ask why you do what you do you know yeah well my 
my inquiring always comes from a place of why do I do what I do and like Mm -hmm. what drives me and what inspires me and what is on my behalf and what is behind me Mm -hmm. that is supporting and, and continually checking in. But, you know, a lot of information had to come into my field to know that for me to consciously do what I do Mm -hmm. to co-create a reality that I want a lot of information had to come into my field for me to know how to do that Mm -hmm. so without that information you know I would say that a lot of people don't know how to deal with the way that they're feeling maybe perhaps many people hearing this story can this will trigger some introspection that will inspire someone to seek help in in a way that maybe they wouldn't have. I don't know. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I just think it's so fascinating. And I guess that's why there are so many stories and shows about ghost hunting and things like that. It is just really fascinating. Don't you don't wonder or like become interested in why. I mean, they don't know that it's a being in that house. So if it's just mm-hmm. energy that's mm-hmm. negative mm-hmm. isn't that interesting that it would choose earth and that it would choose a physicality to be like be trapped in what negative energy yeah i guess <laughs> you don't think that's interesting not really i think that's so interesting i don't understand why it wouldn't move i don't understand why it wouldn't um be shifted i wonder what its motive would be in being there and um mm-hmm challenging the people that come into why you know it's just interesting i mean new orleans Mm -hmm. is a very old place and and obviously there have been a lot of experiences and people and many different energies that have come through this location specifically but i to me it's always fascinating because energy is seemingly not dense and can move at free will anywhere so i just you know, like you're asking me, if you would ask me, would I want to stay densely and be constricted in a physicality where I'm experiencing the same thing over and over? The answer would be no. <laughs> if I had no density, I would want to move around. Just interesting. Yeah. That is... you're not really interested by it no i don't i don't um i'm not a huge fan of giving attention or energy to the these topics that's where it stems from because it's just something that i don't like putting awareness on well a lot of people reach out to me personally and Mm -hmm. ask about negative energy Mm -hmm. and so and and it's just something that I like to talk about because I also believe that you have the choice whether or not to participate in it. So a lot of people will ask, mm-hmm. you know, why, what do I do like when, when people come up to me and they are, and I can just feel their negative energy. I do feel that I get that question all the time. And like you said, I think that it is a very co-creational experience that that person is coming up to you with what is seeming to be negative energy Mm -hmm. and I think that you can choose to participate in it and choose not to 
And a lot of people will say, well, well my, it's like my friends and my family members. And a lot of times we will give advice on how to rise above that seeming negative en- energy. And it's usually to see that being or that person operating in their, their highest I existence. feel like that's kind of like an ego thing, though. Like, oh, like that person's energy is low. That's like a judgment. So I feel like, yeah, the best thing you can do is to view people or try to view people, even if it's seemingly negative or lower vibrational, is to view them as their highest self so that you offer them a chance to see that in themselves as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Instead of perpetuating it by viewing them how um, the ego wants to be them. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that sometimes it's probably difficult for people to see that that's an egoic response because it's mm-hmm. painful. And most people wouldn't think that the ego would be connected to a painful something. But everyone is you. Everyone is part of you. So Definitely. you're viewing yourself, mm-hmm. even yeah. if it's something you are repulsed by you're viewing you Mm -hmm. so sending it love and viewing it beyond what you're seeing with your physical eyes is the best way to shift that being but Mm -hmm. also yourself Mm -hmm. in the entire world yeah mic drop (laughs) (laughs) yeah that is i mean it's not easy but it's definitely an amazing suggestion and and sometimes the the only it's hard to like have an example of how to deal with every negative situation but if you can keep that in mind that we're one like you said Mm -hmm. seeing someone as their highest self is healing not only for them and for you Mm -hmm. i mean that is transformational information Mm -hmm. but it's just sometimes not easy right (laughs) it's not easy but what lessons are they offering you so if it's something that is seemingly negative why is it negative to you why are you judging that as negative Mm -hmm. is it something that's triggering you is it something that you need to learn about yourself is it something about yourself that you don't want to see you know are they bringing to light something that is like you said painful pain is a trigger for something you're trying to resist Right. So why is it that you're trying to resist that? It's obviously mm-hmm. part of you if it triggers pain. Mm-hmm. If it's not part of you, you're not even going to be aware of it. Mm-hmm. It's not going to bother you. They're, you're not going to view it as like, oh, that person's negative. That's bothering me. What up? Yada, yada, whatever. So you're going to have to use it as an opportunity to learn about yourself and shift out of it mm-hmm. or to bring awareness to something that's inside of you and view, viewing that person as as part of you or as an innocent child or as their highest self, Mm -hmm. you know, those are ways that you can help um, just kind of transform the whole situation. Right. Sometimes I also suggest taking a little time and space from that person or situation as well so that you can change your perspective and and Mm -hmm. ask for a different perspective and then also process what's happening and taking place so that maybe you can begin to heal the part of you that's being brought up as well Mm -hmm. sometimes if especially people that you are around all day every day or around and like all of your free time you're not really 
given an opportunity to understand why reflect yeah or what what the relationship is is bringing up for you Mm -hmm. you know just always like having that time and space not only for you but for your relationships away Mm -hmm. from your relationships and then away from your mind center Mm -hmm. for a period of time is sometimes like so healing and helpful yeah definitely meditation meditation people who can talk to you talk you through things (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's very helpful I mean, there are so many tools out there, like even tapping, you know, you have to find what works for Mm -hmm. you. So like I would never, part of my personality would never to be, would never want to go to a therapist Mm -hmm. per se. Um, And it's nothing, it has nothing to do with therapists Mm -hmm. or, you know, therapy or anything. It's just, it's in my personality. I know that that's part of me. Mm -hmm. And, um... But it is wonderful to have people in your life who you can talk to kind of as a form of therapy, whether it's, you know, a friend or a colleague or, um, you know, a healer, mm-hmm. a practitioner, somebody who you can utilize. Um, it doesn't necessarily have to be, a, a you know, an actual therapist mm-hmm. per se, like if, if you're going to categorize it as that but in lots of ways anybody can be a type of therapist for you to talk to yeah i see traditional therapists all the time um Mm -hmm. that's but you know you always you have free choice to leave if it's not serving your your highest alignment and so checking in Mm -hmm. obviously with all of your practitioners and and doctors and healers is always a good thing because you will transition from someone's modality or from the way that they are healing Mm -hmm. so there have been people who have been my therapists or nutritionists or life coaches in the past that have transitioned to a new relationship or experience with me and that's totally fine and amazing and it helps us Mm -hmm. to have a relationship outside of that whereas I wouldn't, you know, be hopefully be stuck in a, in a healing relationship that was no longer bringing me somewhere. But mm-hmm. but you always know when someone is holding space for you, you and you feel safe. That is an amazing mm-hmm. place to begin bringing up your shit and dealing with your stuff. Yeah, the closest person I feel safe with, to, to an extent. <laughs> She'll laugh at this. Is Giselle? Yeah, Whittington of Satsuma Energetics in Lafayette. She's amazing. She's like the most um, intuitive. She's like the Mac Daddy of intuitive healers that I've like ever met. I think that exists mm-hmm. like ever. Yeah, she's just so incredible on so many levels. I'm so incredibly thankful for her and um, her friendship because she it helps me in so many ways mm-hmm. and she helps so many people she's just a wonderful human being so if anybody is interested in distance sessions with her you can email her at satsuma energetics at gmail.com yeah and we had an amazing awesome. show with her it was it's the one i think i can't remember the number it's like seven or eight or something but the title is when jesus turned out the lights and that's an amazing mm-hmm. podcast with giselle to like get to meet her but yeah she's like your therapist she just has an she has mm-hmm. an amazing perspective that comes from 
a knowledge base based in in energy work, which obviously resonates yeah, with you. Yeah, which is really aligned with me. Yeah, mm-hmm. we're very similar. Yeah, so. I love mm-hmm. Giselle too. She's yeah. awesome. Yeah. So um, ghosts and stuff and Boston, seemingly different topics, but it's kind of like things are overlapping. Energy work, everything's overlapping. <laughs> do you see the significance in it? I kind of do. Kind of. I think it's interesting. I felt uh, I felt a lot of like Salem witch trial energy in Boston. I think I'm just sensitive to. I don't even like using that word, but um, yeah, I don't really enjoy talking about the uh, the other side of energy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we'll just say that, just because I've had experiences with it, mm-hmm. so I don't like giving it energy because mm-hmm. you know whatever you place your consciousness consciousness on you feel more yeah well other people may have experiences with it too and not have a mm-hmm. way of dealing with it so right yeah yeah it's bringing awareness to it right i understand it, especially because mm-hmm. some people may be incredibly sensitive like that man who obviously was incredibly sensitive mm-hmm. and without having tools or insights or mm-hmm. people to talk who are talking about this stuff, then you really, you may, you may be drawn into something that you mm-hmm. might not have consciously chosen. So if you can talk about like the signs or the feelings, you know, mm-hmm. a lot of times when I feel that I'm encountering something that is darker, my, I will feel like a constriction in my stomach or in my chest and um right it's fear you go you try to match that vibration well i'm just trying to give people an example of what it might feel like and what i do to protect myself Mm, which is that i just always picture white light around me and then Mm -hmm. i usually say a prayer to either jesus or archangel michael and just ask for protection and also for healing Mm -hmm. for whatever is surrounding me and then i just take a deep breath Mm -hmm. and connect with it and then also know that you know i'm consciously creating this existence and i have so much protection and so much love around me and that anything that i need is available including protection Mm -hmm. support love light and um i call an archangel michael mm-hmm. yeah yeah i mean even that might change someone's experience of what happens in a situation mm-hmm. like that you know yeah definitely most of the cast members that i was talking to they're not i don't believe that they are connected in a lot of ways to what's going on so they may have like an energetic shield up Mm -hmm. and are not as affected which is also very um useful as well like Mm -hmm. a lot of times when i've done energy work in the past with other healers they have suggested that you energetically just kind of zip your energy field up and you can just imagine because like when you are when you go through shift work and you are going through therapy and things like that a lot of times you're wide open and so bringing that a conscious level of protection and and shielding around you is sometimes helpful before going back into the world and so that same thing can be used so you just kind of imagine yourself like covered in white light like a sleeping bag and then you just kind of zip it up around you mhm just to 
create a little like shield a of light white light sleeping bag mm-hmm. cocoon mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah 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 i um i wish i would have known that for my experience i think i think the reason why i experienced what i've experienced mm-hmm. is to let me know that it's real Mm-hmm. Because before my experience with it, I was like, oh, okay, well, if you don't believe in it, it's not going to affect you. Mm-hmm. Like, if you don't have a belief in it, you're not going to have an experience with it, which w- was ridiculous at the time because you don't have to believe in good energy for you to be affected by it in, right. in a positive way. You know, you don't have to believe in energy work to ha- receive a healing. Mm-hmm. So, but at the time, a few years ago, before I got into energy work at all, I was like, oh, you know, the best way to protect yourself from seemingly negative energy is to just not believe in it. Mm-hmm. Um, but then what happened, I'll just say it, <laughs> What so people aren't like going in their imaginations. Um, I was visiting an old, 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 extremely old family home that has been very, very haunted mm-hmm. and um i've always been a little sensitive to energy or aware of energy and um this person uh, who lived in the house before was um dabbled in a little bit of um we'll just say witchcraft mm-hmm. in in a way that kind of got out of control mm-hmm. so beyond her control so um, to to the point of being put in an insane asylum and and different things like that. So knowing this, I mean, I'm I'm like oh, I don't know if I believe in that kind of stuff. But but then you know, part of me was like uh, curious because uh-huh. I'm like, well, obviously it's real. If it, she went to an insane asylum, mm-hmm. like you can't just make this kind of stuff up. And the people who were, have lived in the house and were telling me stories about what went on in the house, I trust implicitly. So. I was like, well, that's interesting. You know, I didn't, I guess on some level, honestly, I guess on some level, I was open to an experience with it because I was curious Mm -hmm. about it. So even though obviously I would never consciously choose that for myself to be like, oh, I want to experience a negative, you Mm -hmm. know, entity or whatever. But on some level, I'm I'm assuming I did Mm -hmm. because I did have a streak of curiosity. So I, which I feel like a lot of people do, you know, that's why as, as kids, we go to the graveyard or Mm -hmm. like play with Ouija boards or whatever, because there is a little like, Ooh, you know, like Mm -hmm. light as a feather, stiff as a board, you know, all those like sleepover parties and stuff. So on that level, I think I did have a, a curious aspect. So I was put my hands physically on the chair that this woman used to sit in and um, closed my eyes and breathed in so deeply because I wanted to picture what it was like for her to be in existence mm-hmm. in that rocking chair and like what she was thinking. And I just like to put myself in other people's positions. Mm-hmm. So to just kind of know what was going on with her. And again, this is before I was ever into energy work. So I did that and um, immediately I felt a little nauseous Mm -hmm. and I was like, Oh, well maybe I just, you know, ate something wrong. And so I threw up about 17 times Mm -hmm. for like four hours. Yeah. Um, my dad wanted to hospitalize me and I, 
I knew, and you know, so many people around me were like, oh, maybe it was just the food poisoning from, you know, the barbecue that mm-hmm. you ate, whatever. And I was like, no, no, this is something. I can feel it. It's, you don't th- throw up in this way, mm-hmm. you know, 17 different times for like four hours. It's just, it's something that I know yeah. was off and wrong. Mm-hmm. And I was like, something is like, in me I could feel it I was having like racing thoughts and like it was like I was hijacked mm-hmm. energetically by something mm-hmm. I, I don't know what it was I don't know if it was her or an aspect of her or some entity that she had brought into the house that was mm-hmm. attached to this physical chair um, I don't know to this day but I knew I was like I'm, I'm not going to the hospital I can heal myself I know I can heal myself so I just put a ton of uh, I mean, everything was coming out of both ends. I'll just be honest. But I was so sick. My dad checked me into a hotel room because we were out of town. Mm-hmm. So, um, and we were supposed to drive back to Louisiana. This was in Virginia. Mm-hmm. And um, we checked into a hotel and I just kept throwing up and throwing up and throwing up. So I put a ton of salt of um, pickling salt in a bottle of water like it was almost like cloudy Mm -hmm. the water and I was like I feel like I you know how people always associate salt with a cleansing Mm -hmm. thing to to get entities out and and protect yourself and whatever so I was like I need to chug this entire bottle of water this salt water and I couldn't keep anything down Um, I didn't want any food I didn't want pretzels you know if you're like sick even with food poisoning you want some kind of comfort even if Mm -hmm. it's like jello or something right I, I was like my physical body cannot handle anything right now so I purged one last time and in that last purge i knew i could feel something leaving me mm-hmm. and i was like i i don't think i'll throw up ever again it was like a light bulb went off and i completely switched to 100 percent fine like yeah. didn't have a fever didn't have you know diarrhea wasn't throwing up it was just like 100 percent fine after that and it, at that moment i was like okay this was something beyond what i would have categorized as mm-hmm. like a uh, food poisoning or or something like that but it was an insane <laughs> experience mm-hmm. and so ever since then i was like okay i like really know that i was i was too open and too vulnerable and too curious for my own good mm-hmm. and i'm shutting it off mm-hmm. from then and after that i like never really watched scary movies i like haven't gone to haunted houses for halloween because i know it's so real mm-hmm. and because it was such a visceral experience for me so um i just have been i guess a- avoiding it or been you know it's not a comfortable thing when you have such a such an experience like that mm-hmm. so talking about those things I'm like oh, i don't even want to like fuel it at mm-hmm. all because it's very extremely real mm-hmm. so that's just like my experience with it. So that's why I have that kind of reaction when anybody brings that side of things mm-hmm. up. Yeah. It's just my thoughts about it. Mm-hmm. So, but you're right. It does offer awareness for people to reach out if they don't know what they're feeling or they could be in an environment where the, 
the walls or, you know, physical objects, they're all energy. So they take in and soak up the environment around them. So if you have moved into a house or moved into an office building and all of a sudden you've just been chronically sick for sick for six months or you're you're fighting all the time with your husband mm-hmm. all of a sudden or, you know, different things like that, it could be the environment. Yeah. And, you know, you're right. You do need somebody to talk to or, or bring awareness to the fact that that is possible. Mm-hmm. And maybe you need to move or shift out or sage the area or cleanse it or drink a bottle of salt water. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. And and for me, I haven't experienced something like that in mm-hmm. that way. So it's still an inquisition of is that palpable is that energy so palpable that it can move a human to change the way that they think and to believe that they can do something like that i mean well you also should know from experience on this side of things that energy is so palpable that you can transform physical ailments yeah and and radical healings and Mm -hmm. you know energy is everything so yeah it's very powerful to do both sides but there has to like we were talking about there has to be an agreement to move that energy from outside of someone's existence into someone's existence just like for healing you on some level have to be open to it yeah yeah yeah. i was talking about for for healing healing, there has to there's a catalyst which is us Mm -hmm. and there's an agreement that Mm -hmm. this is for this person's highest good correct so it's just interesting you know i guess you are making agreements with that experience like you said Mm -hmm. that it's part of your journey it's part of what you need to experience and um you know should you not want that experience to just be keenly aware of where you're vibrating and Mm -hmm. what's going on around you and checking in like we talk about all the time yeah how important that is that wow like checking in is so powerful Mm -hmm. it's so that is such an amazing pleiadian message for me that's transformative when i check in multiple times a day i will not end the day with headaches and back pain and stomach pain. I mean, like, it's the difference between issues perpetuating mm-hmm. and and actually, like, healing myself and moving forward in a positive direction. Like, so how do you check in? What's your example of checking in? So checking in for me, and, and when the Pleiadians gave me that message, it was just, like, check in with yourself 12 times a day. So at first, I like put all these cute alarms on my phone and I was like, okay, I'm going to have a reminder every hour that's going to give me an affirmation and tell Mm -hmm. me it's been an hour and tell me it's time to check in with myself. And that was, that worked for a while, but it wasn't deep enough and it wasn't, I didn't agree to it enough for Mm -hmm. it to be transformative for me. So the way that I do it now is that I, you know, you, you begin to feel immediately when something, when you are energetically depleted or shifting or something is going on and it's, it's through a message that you know that something is happening. So if you overreact to something, if you have a physical pain, if something is feeling chaotic, that is the time that you should check in. So I've been pretty, um, diligent about like, when we were doing healing sessions, for example, and we had, you know, eight appointments back to back, I was very diligent about stopping 
feeling what was happening in my body, feeling what was happening in my heart, mm-hmm. feeling what was happening to me energetically. And most of the time there was some, because I was on my feet and working for such a long period of time, there was something physical that I felt was happening. And so I would take a moment and I would go into the pain of what I was feeling, whether it was headache or lower back pain. And I would I would see the shift of that pain moving out of my physical body, and it would. And sometimes it would give me a message that I needed to eat something or drink something or sit down, or I could oftentimes just bring energy into that space and shift the experience of what was happening, but it took me consciously checking in and providing myself that space and time to do that for it to change because I've so many memories of working all day every day for long periods of time and never stopping to actually deal with the fact that my lower back was so inflamed because I was so depleted because I wasn't listen listening to the messages that I was receiving mm-hmm. about things that I needed to do to take care of myself so that's what it looks like for me and it's not perfect it definitely doesn't happen every hour or 12 times a day but the times in which it does happen, it's so healing and so transitional yeah. for me. It's true. So I try to do it as often as I can, and I do feel that it's um, that I've been doing it more often, and it's been really, really helpful. That's really good. Yep. You deserve it. <laughs> <laughs> I deserve healing. Yeah. No, That's everyone really does. A lot of every mm-hmm. a lot of people work very, very hard, and oftentimes don't take the time to do what needs to be done for themselves. So even if you, Mm -hmm. I mean, that it literally takes five seconds to check in with yourself. Mm -hmm. If you had a minute and you could go outside and just close your eyes and picture yourself healing. And and if you need a new perspective for something happening at work so that you can be in a positive and healthy and vibrant mindset Mm -hmm. to do something positive in that moment, Checking in can sometimes be that catapult to you doing you going into that next level of vibration mm-hmm. at your career or wherever yeah. you are. Mm-hmm. I've noticed that I have gone through the motions with checking in sometimes mm-hmm. where I'm like, oh, okay, I, I've got to check in. And, but it became like a chore mm-hmm. and I wasn't consciously connecting to it. Like you were kind of saying with the like affirmations and yeah. the alarm on your phone. It's like you were just doing it because you knew you had to do it. Yeah. Where it's different. Sometimes I'm inspired to do it and I'm. it's like a craving that I need to meditate or consciously go into something I know I need to do it and I have to really place a lot of consciousness especially when I'm tired and Mm -hmm. I don't want to do it I will make an effort to do it like for instance yesterday I um knew I needed to do like a whole day of Mm self-care for myself just after the the Boston trip. I needed to take an entire day for self-care. So I bought Paul. Yes. For 90 minutes. (laughs) God, that's awesome. Um, And I also, well, I went on a run at the lakefront in Mandeville Mm -hmm. by the lake and which I haven't run in forever. Mm -hmm. And, but I was inspired to do it and, energetically it was calling my name calling my name and i i woke up that morning yesterday it feels like forever ago and i tapped into meditation i was like what do i need 
what do I need? And I was like, it could be work or like returning emails. It could be anything. Just give me whatever. And my guidance system said, run. And I was like, what? I've never heard that before. That's Mm -hmm. crazy. Like, are you sure? Are you sure? So I just like, I didn't think twice about it. Put on my running shoes. Went to the lakefront. So I'm at the lakefront and I am in the middle because I run sprints. So I'm in the middle between like my two and five minute increment of walking until Mm -hmm. I go to the next sprint. So as I'm walking, I'm trying to consciously use this as kind of like an active form of meditation and release because Mm -hmm. I've I've been releasing a lot lately. So I'm like, okay, you know, show me my patterns. I'm ready to go into my shadow parts like show me these things that I need to shift I want your help like guidance help me help me whatever I'm not getting any signs I like I feel abandoned Mm -hmm. by my guidance team and I'm like what is going on I feel like you're not communicating with me okay so as I'm walking on the sidewalk in chalk it Mm -hmm. says you are funny (laughs) (laughs) I walk like four steps further and it says, God loves you. Oh my God. And I was like, what the F? I was, I was just like, that's okay. I don't, I have no, and there were like butterflies everywhere. Mm -hmm. So I just took like a deep breath. I laughed out loud because I was like, this is like the funniest thing. Cause my guidance team was probably like, you are the biggest idiot ever like we are sending you so many signs you're not connecting with it because like you're being lazy Mm -hmm. and you just want to complain that you're you know going through shifts and you're thinking you're not connecting but you're not doing the work to connect with us like Mm -hmm. we're sending you signs just like take a deep breath relax and listen like and i i realized at that moment i wasn't listening Mm -hmm. and i just kept being because you know so often we can just like pray and pray and pray or like put consciousness on pulling things in or manifesting and we're we're just going through all these motions expecting miracles to happen and expecting them to just miraculously get in touch with you some way but if you're not listening that's half the battle Mm -hmm. so part of instead of you know meditating to consciously like dump things out and and pull things in and manifest and do this and do that how about just listening Mm -hmm. to the other side and people a lot of people aren't taught that even within religion for prayer. A lot of the time prayer is, you know, worship or um, adoration or um, praying for something to happen or, you know, like I, I want this outcome mm-hmm. or it's still very logical. And a lot of the time we don't just go into a prayer mode or meditation and just listen and, and or, you know, ask a question and wait. And, and kind of place your consciousness on waiting mm-hmm. instead of like, okay, I put it out into the universe. Now it's the universe's job to like pull it into my field, which, yeah, it is. But part of it takes your awareness mm-hmm. and you listening to yeah. to what's actually transpiring. Right. Yeah. Because if you need to take action for that to manifest, mm-hmm. you Right. should probably ask the guidance team that's manifesting it for you which action to take. Exactly. And that's in the mm-hmm. deepest part of your heart. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, I thought that was, like, really cute. That's so, so awesome. Because God loves you. I'm like, whoever <laughs> whoever drew that, 
you just like changed my life. <laughs> it was your guides. I know. I'm, I'm like, sure no one else saw it. I need to go it back. Probably doesn't exist. <laughs> it probably isn't there. <laughs> <laughs> I actually I went back this morning and it was still there. Um, <laughs> just for you. Just for me. I'm, I'm gonna ask people on the lakefront. Be like, do you see this? <laughs> Do you see this? <laughs> Am I going nuts? You already get attacked by butterflies. I suggest that you don't ask anyone around you questions. I'm serious. It's become like a problem. I, I can, I'm having trouble breathing because these butterflies are like all up in my grill. <laughs> I don't mind it. I'm just saying they are like the cutest things ever. I'm like obsessed with them. That's and so sweet. They're still all over me. I love it. Oh. I know. It's so cute. It makes it like totally makes my day. It's like my favorite part of my day. Well, soak up this warmth and this goodness here because... It was 81 degrees today. Yeah. We're going to freeze our titties off. Wait, why? When? Oh, Seattle. We're going to Seattle in like a week and a half. Oh, Lord. Yeah. Cold. So, but I'm so excited. I'm glad that you told yeah. me I should go to this thing with you. I'm really excited. Yeah. I'm pretty much dragging you on all of my energetic adventures. Yeah. Yeah. I had a lot of agreement with the reconnection, mm -hmm. but this, and I was actually going to ask Giselle too for confirmation that I should be going to Matrix Energetics, mm -hmm. but um, I'm really excited. This is going to be out of your comfort zone. Yeah. No, not really. Really? I, no. Mm-mm. No, I've, I always show up for like the biggest possible whatever, like whatever I think is like the most extreme. That's always like what I've shown up for my whole life. You think this is the most extreme? No. It might be. It might be. I don't really, <laughs> I don't really, I don't really get shocked or astounded very easily. So it's mm -hmm. not it's not difficult for me to sign up for like the what's seeming to be like a pretty like Hogwarts thing. Yeah. 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 Sign me up. Yeah. This is going to be Harry Potter school. Yeah. I can't wait. Like the ultimate. Get your butterbeer ready. I can't wait to meet people in Seattle. We've had a lot of people mm -hmm. reach out to us from there. So if yeah. you if you want us to do a mini event, let us and let us know. We did one in Boston. It was really fun. We might not have time to do it, but if you're interested in it, just let us just send us an email and let us know. And we do have probably three more spots for healing sessions. We're going to be doing them. Which day did you decide? The day before? December 2nd. December 2nd. Mm -hmm. Okay. So if you're available that day and wanted healing sessions with us, we might have about three more spaces available because it's just going to, we're going to have to fit it into one day. So you can email me or Amberly. My email address is Sheena at rawrepublicjuice.com. And Amberly's is connection, K I N E C T I O N at holistic, holistic health, health at yeah. gmail.com. Same with her Instagram name. Mm hmm. Not her Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what my Twitter is. Tweet that. Yeah. Mine is Sheena Menina at Instagram and Twitter and and Snapchat. And Twitter is my new favorite. So shout out to Steven, my only friend <laughs> on Twitter who communicates with me. Steven, you know I love you. You're awesome. <laughs> You're so creepy. <laughs> <laughs> I also talk to Ray Donovan on Twitter. And I pretend like we're friends, but yeah, it's we fine. didn't go to New York. We didn't go to New York. Jeez, it didn't happen. It it's because I happen. gave you that energy session. Exactly. Yeah, it was enough for me. Mm -hmm. You energetically put me there. We saved some money from that energy session. <laughs> True. 
<laughs> saved a lot approximately twelve hundred dollars yes <laughs> good job to us <laughs> i know see energy work helps you save money it does <laughs> we save you money in the long run yeah we actually do yeah we do or make you more money so it doesn't matter yeah just both actually yeah say so save some medical bills and um increase your finances why not <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, are you guaranteeing that? <laughs> no. <laughs> Infinite possibilities, though. Yeah. <laughs> if it's meant for you on some level, if you agree to it, it we'll might help happen you out for there. You. But yeah. yeah, so that's it, guys. <laughs> <laughs> that's the end of this podcast. <laughs> See you in Seattle. We'll be recording again from New Orleans next week, and it'll be Thanksgiving week. It's going to be a special week. I like Thanksgiving. Sometime. And Giselle's coming in town. And too. Giselle's coming in town. It's going to be fun. It's going to be an awesome week. So, yeah. You guys reach out if you need anything. Tweet me. Don't tweet Am. Instagram Call us. Call me. Beat me if you got to reach me. Or if you want to reach me. If you want to reach me. Right? Kim Possible. I didn't know. You wouldn't that. know. You, I don't you, know. you weren't a child. You are like Benjamin Button. I feel like you were born an adult and you're like becoming a child wow, as you grow that's up. that's interesting. That actually could be true. You're Benjamin Button. Mm -hmm. That could be true. Sheena Button. Oh, I have one, two other people to give a shout out to. Emily and Margot. Oh, yes. Thank you so much, little angels. Yeah. Seriously. We didn't even know that you need. we needed you and you supported us and loved us so much. And made our lives Boston, so easy so thank in Boston. You. Yes. Shout thank out to you. all the fairies and friends of the world who show up to support someone else seemingly and that is the most beautiful gift that you can give someone is sometimes just your love and space and support. And so mm -hmm. thank you, little fairy thank loves. Y'all <laughs> have an amazing week. Yeah. Do you want to tell everyone to have an amazing week? Yeah, I want everyone to have the most baller week ever. Yeah. Because it's about time we all have a baller week. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I feel like everyone needs a baller week, especially after this super moon like yeah it's it's about time like we yeah. all need to just like relax yeah. enjoy it yeah thanksgiving's coming up just pimp out yeah <laughs> be this is the the super moon supports you being very grounded so mm -hmm. you're not going to make any mistakes so just feel very safe and comfortable like you're saying relax right. yeah yeah everyone ball out the just, gym yeah everyone be you <laughs> because you're loved <laughs> you, just the way you are you are your best self <laughs> no one else can do it like you although i did meet an amberly l-e-i-g-h <laughs> you did at gabby bernstein's event which she was sitting in the same exact row as yeah, us unheard of that, yeah that was insane so um you want to give a shout out to the other amberly yeah i don't know her last name but shout out to her <laughs> We have a picture together, and it's that's cute. the end of that. So <laughs> it was fun while it lasted. <laughs> yes, everyone, have an amazing night. We're so grateful for you, and we'll talk to you next week. Love you. Bye.